Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. Stories, interviews, and profiles of courage, triumph, and perseverance. I happen to be your humble host. My name is Sean Davis. And joining me, as always, my partner in life, partner in crime. Shh, we won't say anything about that. (laughs) My wife, her name is... Just Jen. She goes by Just Jen. And uh, thank you for joining our podcast and listening to our show. And we've got a really, really fun show today. This is quite interesting, quite different for us, Jennifer. We've got a guest coming on that is going to share with us some stories about authors that have written books for children. Her message is one of opportunity Her message is one of perseverance. Mm -hmm. Her message is one of just do it. Is she going to read to us? Um, Not sure. I guess we're going to find out. I don't know if she's going to read to us or not, but that would be fun. Yeah, this this is going to be my favorite show. Here's what I'm going to say is if you have children right now Mm -hmm. under the age of 10, you're going to love this show. Perfect. Because it's going to give you ideas. It's going to, it, it's really, it warmed my heart okay. to hear this message. So okay. I'm, I'm super excited about well, that. Well, I'm excited to talk to her. Well, for those of you that are listening, if you want to engage with us, uh, there's several ways that you can do so. You can do so on our Instagram, which is Hope Radio Podcast. And if they want to connect with us on Facebook, Hope Radio Podcast. And if they want to listen to our podcast on the go, iHeartRadio. Okay. iTunes. Yes. Spotify. Yes. Stitcher. Yes. SoundCloud. Yes. One more. Um. Google Play. Yeah, that. I had to bail you out. Google you almost, Play. You almost had it. I forget about Google. You almost won. I won because I got five out of six. You did. So that's winning. What's that percentage? Five out of six percent. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, you make me laugh. You make oh, me I laugh. Oh, I have a joke for you. Do you? Yeah. I can't wait. Is it that time? Are we at that time? I don't know. I think it is uh, Sean and Jen joke off time. If you're if you're going to set me up like that, if you're all <laughs> eager and excited to share it with me, now I can't possibly wait one second longer. I know, because my jokes are always so much more funnier. No. Yeah. You can't say that. Like, I think you purposely don't laugh at mine. I can say whatever I want to say. Oh, Lord. I've been married to you for 26 years. This is, don't tell this me is, I can't. This is I a will. true statement, y'all. Y'all. I'm going to get into my Southern. Y'all, okay. she speaks her truth whenever she wants, y'all. <laughs> All right. Okay, you ready for my funny joke? I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. Okay. What does a nosy pepper do? I don't know. What does a nosy pepper do? Gets jalapeno business. <laughs> See? That, that was awesome. <laughs> that was good. You always have the food jokes. And I, I think that's why you win. Is you have these <laughs> food jokes that just tickle my funny bone. I only know food jokes. Yeah. That's because you love food. Yep. I do. Well, I'm I'm gonna come at you guns a blazing okay. because I've got a joke for you. And I think even though that was funny, I think I might take this. Oh. Are you ready? I doubt it, but okay. What did the traffic light say to the car? To 
Um, stop? No. Said, don't look. I'm about to change. <laughs> Did I do good? Yeah, it's so funny, though, when you tell jokes because <sighs> I... <laughs> No, I said it's so funny when you tell jokes because like I take that, like I have to think about why that's funny because I actually was listening to it and you saying, because I have to change, I'm thinking from red to yellow to green, but there's a different way to think of it that would make it funny. So you that's why just, it's so hard for me you to get your jokes. You just ruined my joke. <laughs> like you're psychoanalyzing the joke. You just <laughs> listen to it and it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, well, it was funny when I when I changed the but way that I... The, here's the <laughs> thing. So our listeners know, your mind works 20 times faster than my mind. How many times have you said that to me? Well, it does, but <laughs> I there was... It worked so fast that I had two ways I could look at that joke before look you... Look at it the funniest way. I know, but I wanted to see both, so I saw both. <laughs> Delayed effect. (laughs) Welcome to my life. (laughs) My life with Jen. I'm going to start doing a podcast. It's going to be called My Life with Jen. It'd be fun. Yeah, it would be fun, right? All fun. (laughs) All fun and games. All right. So uh, I want to introduce you Mm -hmm. to Karen Glasser. Okay. I'm going to get her on the line. She is a thousand percent awesome. She is really kind of making some move right now in terms of um, being there for people that Mm -hmm. are stay at home. So what she's doing right now, which is a live storybook reading. Okay. So she, she actually brings authors on to her once upon a Storytime okay. dot live. That's how you find her on Facebook or online. Once upon a storytime dot live. Oh. She brings new or unknown authors on to read children's stories that they've written to kids live on camera. And then she's got workbooks and coloring books and stuff you can download to go along with it. She is absolutely a mover and a shaker. And I think you're going to love her. You excited? I know I will. Yeah, I I just can't wait. I want her to read to me. Me too. Or we're gonna have authors. to ask her. We're gonna have to ask her to do that. Okay. We'll see if if she can do that. All right. All right. Let's get her on the line. All right. I'm super excited to have Karen Glasser on the show. Good morning, Karen. How are you? I am doing so awesome. It ought to be a sin. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, that's one. How you doing? Well, better than I deserve. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that. That's that's how that's how you say it. Well, thank you so much for coming online with us, and I really appreciate you uh, joining our podcast. And you know, I was fascinated to learn a little bit more about you and your life. I know about you, but our listeners don't. So why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, who you are. And then we'll jump into uh, some questions I have for you. Well, a long, long, long time ago when the dinosaurs were walking the earth. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, I've always been involved with uh, music. That's my, my passion and my life. And uh, quite a few years ago, uh, I, I started singing. And then I ended up doing uh, a show for Disney and, and Kid Rhino and produced a bunch of CDs and went on the road. And did concerts where the kids were. So I always like to laugh when I say that because kids are at the zoo in the mall. And that's where I did my concerts. <laughs> and ended with a concert at Carnegie Hall. So that kind of was my my crooked road 
to where I ended up today. And along the way, I became a clergywoman in the Jewish faith. I'm a cantor, which again was part of the whole music thing. And I was singing and I was there for 16 years, um, attending to the needs of my congregants. I like to say I married, I buried. and um, also <laughs> I haven't heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I married and I buried. And I part- <laughs> married and buried. And of course, did, you know, all the different life cycle um, events. And then ultimately have moved into where I am right now. And I'm a live streamer. I love to live stream. I love to bring people's stories to life on video. And have been doing live streaming since the early 90s when it really even wasn't a thing then. We had satellites and computers and we bounced signals off of all sorts of things. And, and now you just push a button, right? You push a button on Facebook and you go live. So I was a little bit ahead of my time and I like to do interview shows and I did a show called The Passion Point where I was interviewing passionistas who were following their passion, making a living, doing what they love. And I used to use YouTube Live for my uh, way to get those lives out. And now I'm on Facebook and I'm doing a show called Once Upon a Storytime. And that's all about children. And we have children's authors coming on and they're telling the stories right out of their books. They're reading their stories. And we are just having a lot of fun. A lot of people are joining in the fun. We're getting a lot of views. And I'm just really happy to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's pure blessing when you can do what you love, have fun doing it and help people in the process. And I think that's what we connected to when you shared Once Upon a Story Time, because that was something that came out of the current kind of COVID-19 situation, the stay at home situation that yeah. we're in, because that, that's something new for you, right? Very much so. Up until then, I was doing a show called the Super Boomer Lifestyle Show, and that was for people of a certain age. Um, I'm 63, and it started as uh, me growing my my dark, dark hair out to its natural, beautiful silver. Um, After dyeing my hair for 30 years um, and talking about being authentic on camera, I realized I was not even following my own discussions about you need to show up authentically. So I decided to grow my hair out and I did it on camera. So every week I would do a reveal. Honest to goodness, who does things like that? But I did. (laughs) And I would put my head down and my hair grew out, literally grew out on camera. And it's a great show. But I found, you know, I found myself when when COVID-19 started to roll out the way it was rolling out and we were stuck at home, I realized there were a lot of parents out there with their children not knowing really how to uh, fill their time with something of quality, not just sticking them in front of a television set, right, and watching cartoons. Nothing wrong with cartoons, guys, but, you know, content. <laughs> that, that's like so, the adult, um, that's like the kid version of, of adults doing Netflix and chill. You yeah. know, it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> the most right. productive. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not the best way to spend time, but, you know, sometimes it's that comfort soothing that you need. You know, yeah. cartoons as a kid, that was, that was awesome. But uh, I love what you're doing with Once Upon a Storytime. Yeah, and so yeah, we just we decided to do something that was going to provide value, that was going to be evergreen. Because anytime you do something with children, that you do in a digital asset sort of thing, like kids music, which I had done before, and now kids video, it's there forever. It's called evergreen. The reason why it's evergreen is that when our kids get older and they remember what they did as children, and then they have children, guess what they do? They go looking for those things because it was a feel-good mm-hmm. thing back in the day when they were growing up. And so it's evergreen. And so we are creating content that that is very you know powerful right now because of COVID-19, but it will remain powerful because the kids and their parents and their grandparents and whomever they are with at this point, whoever you were 
stuck with when COVID-19, <laughs> you know, reared its head, um, you know, they're going to come back again and again, and they're going to do what adults do. They're going to binge watch, and they're going to start watching these shows because they're short and sweet. They're about 15 minutes long. One of the things that I think struck me about what you're doing is – the perspective of the authors, actually, you know, so like the kids, I see them getting the benefit of the production and, and the story, etc. But you also focused on bringing on authors that um, have struggled for notoriety or maybe struggled to get their message out. And so maybe you can speak to that a little bit, the authors that you're having come on. Absolutely. So I had two goals in doing this. And the one was, as we said, was to provide quality content for parents and their kids. The second goal that I had was to shine a spotlight on these children's authors who, even though they're best-selling authors, they have award-winning books. I mean, they have something to be very proud of. They struggle because they're, they're not marketers by the nature of the beast. They're writers. That's what they do. And so for me to be able to shine a spotlight on these authors and bring them on live, which most of them have never done before, so that's always been a lot of fun, you know, just getting them comfortable on camera, is to be able to tell their story because the communication model tells us the words are only just a small little piece. It's your affect. It's your personality. It's the way you say the words, right? And so these authors are coming on, and they are working with the other authors. So because there are so many children's authors that are now coming on the show, they are promoting each other. And guess what's happening? We are getting between 18 and 20,000 views a show within one week's time. It's not just because I do a really good show. I'd like to take credit <laughs> for that. But, and, and partly that. I mean, I know how to do things like this. But it really is because they are helping each other. Yeah. And how cool is that, right? So they're out there promoting each other and sharing on social media. And it's, it's having some amazing results. So I'm really excited about that. I think this was a perfect time for you to do something like this. So like the, the, the situation is such where you've got people that are staying at home. You've got mm -hmm. kids that aren't going to school. They're cooped up. You've got authors that have written books, but yet haven't gained any traction yeah. in terms of, of the sale. Because to your point, they're not really salespeople themselves. Yeah. And so and they're not doing book uh, signings yeah, right now. So. They're not doing, you, you can't do anything, you know, in person. Right. And so here's right. somebody like yourself. I love that you were a pioneer about yeah. live video before live video was <laughs> even a thing. And, uh, you know, now you, you, you are are continuing that in this way during this time. Um, I love it. I, lo I love the impact. So share with us a little bit about how this is impacting people, because to start something like this brand new, to have that kind of following, like you're only a few weeks into this, correct? That's correct. And, and actually, I just got a call last night. I'm, the, I'm going to be interviewed on CBS tomorrow morning. Oh, it's wow. World Book Day. Uh, I, apparently, I didn't know that. I do now. And they asked, <laughs> Um, they asked if I could come on and do a segment about Once Upon a Story Time. So for me, you know, it's, it's always fun to do something like that. But really, my end goal is, again, to shine a spotlight on what we're doing here, because I'll, I'll obviously be promoting Once Upon a Story Time and where they can go see it. One of the things that we're doing that I think is a little unique, you know, when I say I, I broadcast on Facebook Live, I do. But most parents don't want their kids on Facebook at three years old. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 sure. So what we've done is we, this is Geek Talk now, we, we embed the shows right on the website. So parents never have to go into Facebook with their children to watch the shows. 
it lives outside of the platform, which is kind of cool because now they're no longer saying, eh, I don't really want to go into Facebook because of all the stuff that goes on there. Mm-hmm. And then we add another element to it. Every single author has given us either a coloring sheet or questions and answers or activity guides that we have right on the site that they can download for free because telling a story is great. It's great. In 15 minutes, it's like a respite for the parents. They do this together with their kids. And then what? What are they Mm -hmm. supposed to do after that? So now they can download something and they can continue the conversation, continue the questions, do a coloring sheet. So I, I really, that's the teacher in me. You know, it goes way back. I'm a teacher and I wanted to be able to provide something that was more than just watching, but it's doing as well. How did this idea come to you of Once Upon a Story Time? Because you're, you're doing a show, you're doing a live show about super boomers, which I love that yeah. name, super boomer. It makes, you know, if you're a boomer, I want to be a super boomer, you know, like I, I feel like there's a level and I ain't, I'm not quite at super yet or, or whatever, but I, I love that. So how did this idea of Once Upon a Story Time come to you from a kid's angle? Because you're speaking to a completely different audience than you normally would have. Yes, and I, I have to say that there's no real, I can't really give you an answer for that. I tend to think outside the box. I tend to look at what I'm doing and say, what else can I do with this? So I took the live stream aspect. One of the guests that I had on Super Boomer is a children's office. And I had always wanted to do a book club, but it's just not the right time. And as I was sitting there thinking, literally, you could hear my my brain going, Mm -hmm. I thought, hmm, this would be kind of fun. Why don't I call this children's author, Alva Sachs, and see if she would be willing to come on and read her story. And as I was talking to her, my brain was like going a mile a minute. And all of a sudden, I blurted out, I have to do a whole show about this. We're just going to do a series. (laughs) Who do you know, Alva? And she literally introduced me to a ton of people, and we got on a Zoom call together, and they in turn introduced me to other people. And it's not going to stop just with the story time, you guys. This mm-hmm. is this is morphing into something more. Um, in two weeks, we're starting uh, Once Upon a Yoga Time. We're going to be doing yoga for kids. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Be, yeah. How fun is that going to be? And then ultimately, because I'm a kid singer and I have, you know, as I said, lots of CDs, I'm going to go back to my old, and I mean old colleagues, because we did this 30 years ago, right? Um, Doing these songs. I'm going to be inviting them on to come and do sing-alongs. So we're going to have five days of content. Once upon a singing time, once upon a story time, and once upon a yoga time. Wow. This is huge. So it's going to be five days a week. Yeah. It is. It's a lot of, you know what? And more, more importantly, I'm having a blast and I feel like I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing, combining my love for kids, my, my, my music. I'm actually incorporating music right in the shows right now. We, we now start the show with one of my songs and then we go into the show. You make me want to hang out with you. Like, I'm like, you're just, you're just so positive and uplifting and inspiring. And I'm like, I just want to hang out with her. I know. I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, we Can got we a lot. Friends? We, we got a lot in common. Okay. I got, I got the silver hair too. And by the way, you're not alone. Cause I think there's a lot of ladies out there that are missing their hairdressers right now. But uh, I've seen a lot of posts about people going, Oh, how, how am I going to deal with this? Maybe I'll go natural. But, uh, but your attitude about like, just seizing the moment. I think one of the things that that we did with this podcast is that it's similarly 
aged. It's a product out of the current situation of COVID-19. Like Jen and I, I had a background in radio. I used to do a financial show for nine years in Sacramento. I just felt like we needed to do something, take action, like, you know, fill the idle time with something that was productive. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. let's let's dust off that old idea that w- that I had about 10 years ago about Hope Radio, doing a story, doing a show about engendering hope. And I'd never really felt like with a thriving economy and jobless down at nothing and all that other stuff that it was the right time. But then all of a sudden it became exactly the right time. And so I just felt this prompting to, yeah. to move and and do it. And I, and I think really that's kind of the the message that was resonating because I'm the same way. As you were talking, I just had my head spinning the whole time, <laughs> yeah. right? The the message is take action, yes. do something, you know, like, like, yeah. like it just started with you going, well, Hey, maybe I'll reach out and have somebody come on mm-hmm. the show. And then look, it, it was like that little tiny drop of, of proactiveness yep. has now turned right. into a movement yes. for you. Yes. And I think that is a key message that needs to be heard. We all have talents. We all have abilities. We all have goals. We all have things that we love. And so if you can marry what you love with helping people, mm-hmm. then I think that that's a recipe for, for that's called, dramatic that's change. That's called living. Living life. Yeah, that's that's, you know? that's called destiny. Yeah, instead of just existing, you're living it, and you're doing something you love. Yes, yeah. And then now you're intertwining the music. Guys, and, and I love... I love what you guys are doing. I, ho- I love the whole idea of hope. Yes. And and because we if we don't have hope, what do we have? And so I, I really love that whole concept and I love what you're doing with it. And so I'm, I'm really pleased that you asked me to, to come on. I think, you know, one of the challenges a lot of people have is that they do have ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, they do have ideas. They just don't either know how to take action. They don't know how to implement. They're scared. They, they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do next. And so what happens? They just don't do anything. And so I think that the message here is, is that when you figure out what you're passionate about, don't stop there. Figure out how to implement it. Figure out how to do something with it. And there's no time better than right now because it's not like we have anything else to do, right? <laughs> so, True <laughs> point. <laughs> So take the time now. And, you know, I would be lying if I said that this is completely altruistic and I did it for everybody else. I did this for my own sake as well. And I don't mean from a financial perspective because I'm not making anything on this. I, I did this from my own, my own mind sake because this keeps me positive and yes. doesn't let me go off in a direction of, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen next? Right. Yes. I, I, I hear you loud and clear on that. That actually has been one of the blessings of doing what we're doing. I can't sit idle for too long. Like I, I just go stir crazy. So I think I did the Netflix and chill for maybe a week or so. And then just said, I got to do something. And so, you know, I think the, the, you know, the routine of, of actually having a schedule and doing something and not sitting around and, you know, the temptation to just look at the news and go that downward spiral. So we started to do the show and what I don't think either one of us really expected was how much it actually soothed us. You can't, you can't lament your own problems when you're listening to somebody that's, you know, that lost everything, you know, three years ago. And then now is, is coming out thriving. Like you just, like, it just makes you forget. And then sometimes some people's problems are far worse than anything you're going through. So the perspective of, of doing the show has actually been 
awesome in mm-hmm. terms of engendering hope in ourselves and right. just Jen and I right. and our and our family, you know, and talking to people and so stuff. So true. Yeah, we'll come in and, you know, have a not so great morning. And then by the time we leave, I'm kind of skipping to my car and I'm going, you know, what do you want? Yeah. What do you you want to do today? And you know, that, that kind of a thing. So I think, I think you're right. I think sometimes you just have to um, take action. You just have to, you you have to move forward and that's what you're doing. So I think we all do have really great ideas and just trying to figure out how to implement them and get it done. That's the hardest part. And it's kind of scary. It is, you know, I, I, I do think it is, but you know, quite honestly, you know, and I think Karen would agree with us. This is the greatest technological age that has ever existed in all of human history. You can't just say, I don't, I don't know, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. She was live streaming when live streaming wasn't even a thing. So like she figured it out. Yes. And there's so many that. resources well, and, out and, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the reason, and I, it's not like I was brighter than anybody else. The reason why I wanted to do it is that if it, we did it because I was uh, a cantor in a synagogue where there were a lot of shut-ins and there were people that were infirmed and they were in the hospital and they couldn't get to temple mm. for services. And I wrapped my brain. It was an opportunity, you know, find the need and then fill it. And so that was a need. And I went, how can we do this? And one of the people that belonged to the synagogue was in the industry. And he said, you know what? I'll let you use our satellites. And, and, and so what we did, I mean, if you would laugh if you saw what the setup was, there were computers and wires and, and, and cameras that were mounted. And, you know, we, we had to have somebody run it in the back with the, I mean, it was crazy. It was not quality, but it, it suited the purpose because people were able to join us when they couldn't do it otherwise. So, you know, we fast forward from that. And as I said, it's so easy to do that now. And that's become a challenge for all of us who live in this digital world that are live streaming because we're everybody's home. And I like to say everybody and their mother is live streaming now, (laughs) which is, which is totally make putting drain on, on the, um, the actual resources that are out there. So I'm, you know, but that's okay. You know, we deal with it. That's okay. So tell us a little bit about how to find uh, Once Upon a Storytime. And and then when are the shows, if you wanted to catch it live, like talk to us a little bit about the the mechanics, the, the, the schedule, the timing, so that people that are listening that have small kids that just love this idea can, can uh, partake in it. Perfect. So first of all, I would send everyone to Once Upon a Storytime dot live and at that site live all of the shows so the current show is at the very top of the page it shows uh people that it's coming soon and that you know refresh the page you can watch it live right here and then the rest of the shows are directly below it uh, along with the downloads and and everything else Mm -hmm. um the shows air on tuesdays and thursdays at 10 30 a.m pacific time 1 30 p.m Eastern time. And again, we have viewers around the world, so I can't even do the calculations on that, but you know, go look it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a totally <laughs> different time. I think it's like, you know, nighttime in, in Europe, it's seven o'clock or eight o'clock, <laughs> but we are every single week, which is the irony is that my, my original show was one day a week. Now it's two days a week and we're about to go five days a week. So I am busier now than I have ever been uh, in doing these kind of things. So people can either, parents and their kids can either go and watch it live and comment live. Cause when they comment live and they're actually in Facebook commenting live, 
one of the things that I get to do is put their comments right up on the screen so that the authors can answer them or, or even it's just, you know, hi, Karen, you know, great show. Or my, my child really likes this because again, it's going to be the parents who are commenting. But what happens there is that you've got engagement and you've got individuals that are like being heard while the show was going on. And then, you know, then it's on replay. And then it's like, I like to say, live ad nauseum forever and ever and ever. <laughs> so people come in and, and can watch it either on Facebook, where it still lives, or they can see it on the site. Or if they're YouTube people, they can go watch it on YouTube because everything that I do ends up on YouTube as well. So where are the guides, the coloring books, the downloadables, the other stuff that go along with it? Is that on all of the places that the video would be? or Yeah. So basically everything lives on the site onceuponastorytime.live. And so when they are there, there's literally a button below the show that says, click here to get the download. Click here to get your activity sheet. And they click there. There's not even an option. We're not even asking for their information to get that. They simply click there and the the, uh, coloring sheet is there or the activity is guide. Now, I will say we do have a subscription there. If somebody would like to subscribe, which I really encourage people to do, not because I plan on spamming them. It's because every Monday I send out an email saying these are the shows for the week. Mark your calendar on Tuesday. You know, we have a, a show that, that this is this author on a Thursday. And then I send out a complimentary column sheet as well. Again, for me, it's providing more than anyone would ever expect. I think that when you do that, you do really, people really understand that you are exactly who you are. Yeah, you're, I, just, you're, I want to give more and more and more. There, they understand that there's an altruistic motive there. That you you're doing this. Like I think this is a time for all of us to come together to support right. one another, and you yeah. know to strip away some of those barriers to, you know, access. And I and I think that that's what you're doing, and that speaks to your heart. I think mm-hmm. it speaks to your authenticity. I think it speaks to your motive. You know, so uh, that's that's awesome. I think it's great that you provide and those extra features. Yeah, what's interesting. Yeah, and Sean and Jen, what's really interesting is that the Super Boomers actually ties into this because most of the Super Boomers are, or or a lot of them are, they're grandparents, and they have grandkids, right? And so they are literally watching the Super Boomer show, which gets close to 30,000 views a a show. Um, They watch the show, and they are aware because I'm very much a a marketer and I let them know when their shows are live and I let them know how many views they have and they go out and they share and when they see that I'm doing a, a, a show for their grandkids, guess what happens? <laughs> they share that. Yep. Yes. So it's kind of like a love fest. It's totally a love fest. <laughs> it's a storybook love fest. I, I, I love it. I think yeah. we're going to have to tag that. That'll be a new tagline. Storybook love fest. So tell me a little a little bit about how this has impacted the authors. I'm sure that you've had authors come back and go, oh, my word. Thank you so much for yes. that opportunity. So tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about the authors that you've had on and uh, how this has impacted them as well. Well, you know, it's it's interesting when you when I first met with them and I told them what we were going to do and that my existing show had X amount of viewers and I think they went yeah 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 okay yes we want to do it but they they didn't really wrap their heads around that they could they might be involved in a similar situation they just said yes because that's the kind of people they are so you are absolutely right 
I am getting emails and calls of, of these authors saying, holy cannoli, uh, <laughs> that was one of them. Holy cannoli, I can't even believe I had, and this was like within three days, I have 12,000 views. Wow. Oh my gosh, how did that happen? You know, that kind of thing. I had somebody uh, this morning who sent me an email who had not even looked at her views, but she wanted to upload the show to her website. And so I gave her the MP4 because I want them to have the entity, the digital entity. And I said, oh, and by the way, you are already at 19,000 views and the week is not even up. Wow. And she wrote me an email back saying, literally, OMG, (laughs) I had no idea. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. Now, again, I'm not doing it for the thank yous at all. It's nice to hear them and it makes me feel good that I've done something good, but I, it's almost like a little kid in the candy shop, right? <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, how did this happen? And, and what's, because of that, they see the value of promoting others. So it just wants, it makes them want to go promote again and again and again. It's been a lot I, <laughs> I, I love that, Karen. I, yeah. I th- it, it just en- engenders hope in yeah. and of itself. Right, like when it somebody is stirred, like at this time, like you're making somebody's week you're probably mm-hmm. making their month i mean like they're they're looking at that i mean in a digital age when you got facebook and instagram and all the all the socials you yeah. know people people do somehow and sometimes i think get value or derive value from how interested other people are so to see 20,000 right. views on you know your video and how you told your story and you're the author like you are impacting them in a meaningful way right. so that i think that's right. that's right. just awesome and i'm also sending their their viewers to their social media so that's the other piece of this so at the end of the show i make a point of saying you know, go pick up the book here and I give them a link and go follow them on Instagram. This is what, the, and I put their Instagram uh, handle right on the show, right, right there in a lower third so that people can see it. And then I show them, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're on Facebook, you can follow them on Facebook here or Twitter or Pinterest or their YouTube channel. So again, it's not just watching the author, hearing the author, listening to the author tell their story. But how do you stay in touch with the author afterwards? So my goal is, and again, we won't know what the numbers on that are for a while, and I'll stay in touch with the authors. And they're going to come back because they don't just have one book. So they're they're already telling me, when can I come back, right? (laughs) When can I come back? I have another book. So, you know, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the numbers are in in terms of how their uh, social media grows. If all of a sudden you can, they come on and then they got 20,000 views and then their social media, you know, increases by yeah. 2,000 people, then you're like, yeah, that's a meaningful mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. Right. Tell us right. a little bit about right. Once Upon a Yoga Time. Is that is it Once Upon a Yoga Time? Is that what it's called? Once Upon a Yoga Time. So as I was looking at what I was doing, again, I'm never, I'm never content with just doing one thing. And so we are in the midst of putting together a Roku channel where... Wow. All of these shows will be live, but I realized that I need to have a lot of content for that. And uh, so I was thinking music, and then I thought, okay, I need exercise. And, and I thought, hmm, I don't even know where yoga for kids came from, but <laughs> yoga just popped in. And, and I, as I was talking to the, the authors, I always say to them, who do you know that's, uh, that you can tell me personally that you know is a good children's author? Please, if they're interested have them, you know, email me and just say that you sent them 
And then I was asking, who do you know that is doing yoga for kids? You know, it's kind of a weird question, actually. And believe it or not, I've had three people reach out to me saying, you know, this person does it. And I started, you know, having meetings with them. And the first one is scheduled to go live in two Fridays. Wow. I I personally know somebody that teaches yoga for kids and also writes books. So she's well, a, then I need you to send me that. <laughs> I will give you her information because she popped into my head. And yeah, like she'd be so perfect for this venture with you. Here's what I'm going to say to you. I think you and I are soul, soul sisters, mm-hmm. soul brothers. Like <laughs> I, you know, J- Jen gave me a look when you said, I just can't be idle. I've, oh my I've, gosh. You guys are so similar. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I just got to always create. I'm, I'm never satisfied. Oh. I, I onto the next thing. And if I don't have five or eight things going on at one time, then yes. I'm, I'm not happy. So like, I, I just connect with you on that mm-hmm. level. So I, I appreciate that aspect of you. And uh, I think it's awesome. You know, w- once upon a yoga time, we- we've had several guests come on recently that have been yoga instructors. And so right. this whole idea of passing on that knowledge mm-hmm. to kids, I think is great. I myself, you know, I'm 49 and I've been doing yoga now for five months. Jen finally talked me into it. You know, I did it this morning. And uh, I think that that's a great foundation. I mean, if you if you can start kids this early and get them into yeah. that kind of an activity for for mind balance, for physicality, for exercise, for, you know, just the well-being right. that it provides. I think that's awesome. And a Roku channel? And really? It's good. I wrote the Roku channel. Why not? Why not? I'm also, we're also looking at Alexa flash briefings and Alexa skills. Again, you know, I'm, I'm a content producer, and I think that's really at the foundation of what I do. I, I produce content. And I have never understood why you would produce one asset let's say a video and do nothing else with it right it just doesn't compute in my head there's so many other things you can do with it you can make a podcast out of it you can edit pieces out of it you can do blog posts and embed the shows which is what i do all of these things you can create social media memes and and uh repurpose them and then syndicate and there's so many things you can do and so why not do a Roku channel. Why not do Alexa briefing? Right? Why not? And, you know, and I want to just bring up one more thing, if you don't mind. You know, one of the things that I'm also doing is that when I talk to these authors, when I talk to the people that are coming on, and clear, as I said, they're not marketers. So I'm making it my mission to give them some tips on how they can repurpose what they are doing online. My mission right now is to take their offline business, which most authors are offline, they, you know, they would maybe go to a bookstore, maybe they would go to a school and read their story. What do they do right now in this COVID-19? What do they do? They got it. And, and that's for any business for that matter. What do you do? How do you take your offline business online? So I actually go through some things with them and say, have you considered when you do something like this, that you put a keyword and then they'll say, what's a keyword? And I will talk about keywords and the importance of search engine optimization. I told you I'm a geek, right? So, <laughs> you know, I will. <laughs> so you know I what will, you are? You're a hustler. I love it. Like you, you just <laughs> hustle in all aspects of your life. I can tell. It's just, you don't let, I don't know how, or I'm not sure where you don't let any of that affect you. You just right. move forward. <laughs> I love that. I do. I do. And if I don't know how, I go find somebody that knows how. 
and uh, or all you know youtube's a great resource guys you know if, yes. if you don't know how to do something just go search on youtube <laughs> there's somebody out there or somebody yes. out there that has done it and and just go go learn how to do it um this does, and that doesn't cost money that's that's the interesting thing about this a lot of what we do online doesn't cost money the challenge is is that you don't know what to do with it after you've done it what yeah. do you do with it how do i get it out there and video is awesome because it comes up first in search engines and google owns youtube so do a youtube video for god's sake right go yeah. do a youtube video put the right keywords in it put the right description in it and guess what when people are searching for what you did you're going to show up much closer to the top than you ever did before and so, I mean, some of these things are, I think, like a no duh, right? <laughs> but I realize after talking to, you know, most people out there, it isn't a no duh. They don't hey. even know what I'm talking about. And then the light bulb goes on. Yeah, right? you you were live streaming through satellites before. All right. It, it, that's probably the way it happens now. But like for for a pioneering woman like yourself. Yeah, no, no duh for you. Yeah. But like for, for no average duh. folks, probably a, a little bit more confusing. Yeah. I love it. That's probably true. <laughs> so, you know, I get, I always ask people that uh, come online with me, you know, obviously we're in the midst of a, of a pandemic, you know, there's people out there that are worried, they're, they're fearful, they're, you know, they're concerned. I think the unknown is the biggest thing, but there are people out there that, that are struggling, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And so from somebody like you, that, that, that does not sit idle, that is a creative person, like what would you say to somebody that's sitting out there right now, kind of worried about the current environment? How would you coach them out of whatever mindset that they've got right now that's negative? Well, the first thing I would say is lean right into that fear. Feel it. Really feel it. Identify what it is, why it's making you feel that way. Identify those thoughts and how your body feels when you're feeling that fear, because once you acknowledge it and not try to push it out of your head, it's, a, it's amazing what happens. The minute you acknowledge it, give it a name, then, then your brain starts coming up with things that you can do to respond to that fear. Instead and of so focusing on the problem, focus on the solution. Yeah. And your brain will do that. Your brain will absolutely do that. I think a lot of us, I, I, and I'm, I'm in that category you know, I like to say I'm fearless, but the reality is none of us are fearless. We all have some fear. It's what we do with that fear. Right. I use the fear to motivate me. I use the fear to get me off my butt and, and to go do something. I think that if I don't have butterflies in my stomach before I go live, there's something wrong. I still get nervous before I go on a show. I still get nervous when I get on a stage to sing. I always get nervous. But that's part of the energy that pushes me forward. So the coaching I would do is maybe it goes against the grain, but it's to say, feel it, acknowledge it, put it in your brain so that you now know your brain is going to come up with some ideas. It's just it's just the way brains work. It's just the way the brains work. I think that's very, very well said. I think right now people do fixate on their fear instead of the opportunity that maybe they have to change right. their life. They fixate on the wrong thing. Right. I, as you were talking, it was it was kind of funny to me because I thought, you know, using a children's analogy, if you think the boogeyman's under your bed, one of the best things that you can do is actually get up the courage to look under the bed. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Face that exactly. fear, face, yeah. face that fear and look it straight in the eyes. That's one of the best things that you can right. do. And one of the fears is the what if. Well, what if I do that? 
what if? So here's a formula that I've used for years and years. I, I did it with my, my congregants when they would come in and they were scared to do something. And I said, okay, I want you to do it this way. I want you to think, if you go do this, what's the worst possible thing that could happen? Just put it out there. Mm-hmm. What is the worst possible thing that could possibly happen? And then ask yourself, can you live with that? And yes. If you can, you know, you can go do it. Go do it. Because you're already saying, I can live with the worst possible thing. Yeah. If you can't live with the worst possible thing that could happen, then your intuition is telling you exactly what it needs to tell you. This is not a good idea. I think that's great coaching. I think you need to add another leg to your uh, all that you're doing right now. You should become a personal coach. Personal life coach. Yeah. A, a coach on how to move forward, how to get off your butt and go out and tackle uh, the you. world. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, but uh, not, that's not, it's not, it's not my lane at all. Stay in your lane. I think you've got enough going on with, uh, you know, the upcoming Roku channel and mm-hmm. all the other content that you got. I, I, I just think this is so awesome. Exciting. I just I just feel like we're at the beginning stages of something that is going to be huge and it's just going to be so much fun to watch your yeah. progress to watch your journey uh moving forward well i'm gonna tune in for sure even though our our youngest is 13 he's gonna sit he'll probably still want to watch yeah yeah (laughs) he's a well you know what you know what the show tomorrow is shakespeare's hamlet for kids oh so the author Brendan, brendan kelso um actually rewrites shakespeare for kids okay and we're bringing on this is is kind of a nobody knows this but i'm now going to share it i don't know (laughs) when we're airing this but we're bringing kids on to the show live and they're going to do hamlet for kids so you should turn in yes that's going to be a lot of fun I, I sense once upon a playtime. <laughs> we have, we have well, a 13 yeah, and, and a 15 year old at home. So we will tune in and check and, this and out. They, and they will like the download. They're going to like the download yes. because he actually gave me the, the Shakespeare insult generator. Oh, that's what the download is. So okay. it's actually online right now. You can go get it and download it. It's actually, it's kind of funny and it's, it's kind of tongue in cheek. And it, and it's it, the show is a, for a little bit older kid, but not really because kids like to watch kids, right? Yes. So we're we're doing this, and we're learning as we go. I mean, here's the thing: we're learning as we go. Uh, we it's very generic right now that we're just doing shows for kids. But how old kids? You just made a very good point. You mm-hmm. have a 13 year old mm-hmm. and a 15 year old. Right. They're home. Um, you know, I I have toyed with the idea. Of course, I have of doing <laughs> a show for older kids. But I'm not sure what that would look like. And again, I, I if there's only my bandwidth is, is is being stretched to its limit right now. But right. that is a very good point. And you know, what do we do with the older kids? Um, do they even want to have something to be done for them? You know, yeah. that's the other thing. Here's the dangerous thing I've noticed. When your bandwidth is stretched, it actually grows. So that just means you're going to be able to take on more stuff soon. <laughs> Oh, lucky, lucky, lucky me. Okay. <laughs> All we have is time. <laughs> yes, this is true. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. Karen, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, sharing your truth, sharing your positivity, sharing your mission right now to uh, help others. And I just, uh, it, it just warms my heart, yeah. fills me with hope and encouragement to hear somebody that's passionate about helping others like you are and doing it from a completely altruistic motive perspective. And so just thank you for what you're doing. And I'm sure our listeners will uh, get a lot of value, a lot of entertainment. And um, I think that there's probably some moms out there 
that will be very, very glad they listen to this podcast right. because, you know, we've talked to some women that, uh, man, 15 minutes of mm-hmm. just being by themselves or a half hour or, you know, sometimes just that alone time to catch a breath in the midst of all of this exactly. is exactly what they need. Exactly. And you're, you're helping them provide that. So thank you. Thank you for coming on and thank you for your mission and what you're doing. Yeah, we're turning, we're going to listen tomorrow. Me. We're going to listen tomorrow. Oh, cool. And I'm, I'm so excited to make some comments because we'll put you right up on the screen. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I love it. So thank you once again for uh, coming you. online and I, and I hope you have a great rest of your day and continue the mission. I, I'm going to be interested to see where the journey takes you. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great rest of the day as yourself. All right, Jen, what did you think of our time with Karen? I mean, is she not awesome or what? She's so, so cool. I think she's my uh, sister, soul sister from another yeah, mother somehow. Sure. Like just the mindset, just the go out and do stuff yeah. and make stuff happen yeah. and figure it out kind of mindset. I you, love that. You guys are a lot alike. What um, our listeners can't see is that I kept looking at Sean and saying, you're so like each other. Yeah, you were, you were speaking to me in eye language. Yeah, no like, no audible words. Oh my words. gosh, I'm talking to two Shans. Yeah, and and I love that about her and I think that that's that's awesome. I think mm-hmm. that that's, you know, you just he, here's an opportunity. She saw an opportunity. Right. And then just did something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like she really did. Like she I love that she wasn't afraid to, you know, make mistakes. If she didn't know how to do something, she just figures it out. Yeah, she finds somebody that can help her. Reminds me of you because anytime <laughs> somebody has a question, you always say, figure it out. Yeah, they come to me. That 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 was my training module when I when I had my business. People come <laughs> to ask me, How do you do this? How do you do this? I, I don't know. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, you know, that's what your job's for. Yeah. <laughs> figure figure it out. You know, like surround yeah. yourself with people that can that can help you. How about once upon a yoga time for kids? I cannot wait for that. I think I want to do it. Like I, I love that. I love that she's working with these kids. I mean, to start kids in yoga right now, if they mm-hmm. can teach them, teach them that foundation. Yeah. I mean, here I am at, at 49 and just taking up yoga this year. Right. And I wish I had been doing it all my life. Mm-hmm. I think about how many different poses I could get into if I'd done it all my life. Might make crow <laughs> a little easier. Might make handstands a little easier. Yeah. Might make, you know, I don't, I don't know the Sanskrit. I don't know all the actual true yeah. words that you say to get into these poses. But, uh, you know, that whole mind, body, breath mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm you know, teaching that to kids. I know. I think that's, it's so great for them. And then she's going to be interviewed on CBS. Yeah. Tomorrow. She's going to blow up. She's going to be the next Ellen. And all of a sudden we're going to (laughs) go, I remember when we had her on our podcast. Well, She really has created a movement, you know, and for these authors to be getting like 20,000 views on these stories, like that's unheard of for right now. You know, it's, it's actually really, really cool for them. And you know, she's just doing it because she loves it. And she, you know, it's hey. awesome. She found her passion. Yeah. When you can do what you love mm-hmm. and have fun at and do it for other people and right. benefit people, yeah. like, how can you, how can you not count your blessings? Well, my, my quote for life is if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Yes. <laughs> that is truly my quote. If you know her, that's truth. <laughs> that is plain truth. Yeah. So if, right if we're doing something and I'm like, no, that's not fun. 
I'm about the only one that can drag her to do something she don't want to do. Yeah. And, but I, it's a short list. Let me tell you that right now. Her kids are me. That's about the only people that can make Jennifer Davis do something she don't want to do. Right. Because if it's not fun, I am not doing it. <laughs> All right. So if you want to connect with us on uh, social media, Hope Radio Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And always, please like and follow. Leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars. Right, Jennifer? Yes. Only five stars. We only accept five stars. Five stars. Glowing comments. We want to get this hope train out to more people. Choo-choo. And so if we can, <laughs> you make me laugh, if we can um, connect with more folks, uh, you know, you rise up on the algorithms, you rise up on the uh, iTunes yeah. charts and SoundCloud and iHeart and stuff like that. If people like and subscribe and leave a comment mm-hmm. and a review. So please, if you're willing to do that, we would very much appreciate it. Also, if you know of somebody yeah. that would be a good guest for us to come on. Karen was referred to us by another guest that we'd had on the show, and I thought she did a wonderful job, a little different focus, Mm -hmm. you know, kids and time and moms and what do you do? And I mean, this could have saved somebody, you know, an hour of alone time at at, uh, home listening to what Karen shared with us today. So I very much appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Should we do this again? I think we should. But not until I leave you with my thought of the day. Your thought of the day. I always got to do my thought of the day. Okay. Here, you you ready? I, what is Sean thinking? <laughs> now you're putting pressure on me. Yeah. Okay, you know it always has to do with hope, and so here it is. It's a quote from Franklin Delano Roosevelt. We have always held to the hope, the belief, the conviction that there is a better life, a better world beyond the horizon. Right. There is. That's good, right? I believe that. I believe that too. Well, should we do this again? We're going to do it again. Are we going to do it tomorrow? We're going to do it tomorrow. Let's do it.